Welcome to this new episode of Unknown Stories, the Corporate Venturing Sessions. I'm your host, Willem Knaap, Director of Corporate Venturing at Unknown Group. In these sessions, we will dive deeper into the world of corporate venturing and how industry leaders act on opportunities and developments. In this episode, I will talk to Saka Alga, Managing Director and Chairman of the Board of T-Systems Netherlands. Enjoy this episode. Welcome everybody. My name is Willem Knaap. I'm Director of Corporate Venturing at Unknown Group. Today in our podcast series with Sake Alga. He's Managing Director and Chairman of the Board of T-Systems Netherlands. I'd like to welcome him and uh, thank you for being here, Sake. Thank you, Willem. Nice to be here. Yes. Maybe it's good to, to start off with a quick introduction of your site to the audience yeah, so for everybody sure. knows. Uh, I can do that. Uh, Saka Algra, 51 years old, uh, in the company of T-Systems since the uh, start of 2017 and uh, a big believer in terms of, uh, let's say, digitalizing uh, the world and that it starts with people. At the end of the day, I think technology can do everything, but uh, the real game changes are the people in the company. So, Well, that's uh, a good uh, kickoff, I, th I, uh, I think. Um, Maybe you could tell us a bit on um, what T-Systems is doing uh, with what kind of customers you work, and then we can dive a bit into uh, the corporate venturing bit and how you uh, uh, try to get to know the unknown around you. Then. Yeah, for sure. That's a good question. So I think we are in uh, uh, sourcing business, so in hosting, uh, mainly in SAP because we are a German company uh, and we service uh, many large customers like Shell, Heineken, but also let's say the German car manufacturers, uh, those kind of companies. Um, in addition to that, we are also quite familiar with cloud, uh, managing hybrid cloud solutions for uh, larger companies and enterprises and stepping more and more into the world of digitalizing and uh, internet of things. Uh, that's a little bit the setup of uh, what we're doing in the company. Great. Um, so let's, let's start with the first question. If we take a look at, it's a broad uh, uh, topic, but innovation, is it a threat or an opportunity for you? It needs to be uh, an opportunity. I think if you consider it a threat, then I think um, you are, um, you should try to look at it from a different angle. Um, like I said, we are in the hosting business and, and therefore also looking at infrastructure. We see and we feel that this is becoming commodity. It is something that you're not able, let's say, to distinguish yourself against the competition. And also with, let's say, the cloud journey that is coming ahead with all the large cloud native parties. You, ne you need to do something in addition to that. Uh, being part of a large uh, telco company, we are the biggest uh, telco in, um, in Europe, uh, we feel that we need to, let's say, step into that role and, and, and drive innovation towards our customers, towards the market, and thereby also challenging ourselves and the people within the company to see it as an opportunity. That is, uh, that's our understanding. So it's partially development of new models to earn money, but it's also, it has really cultural uh, aspects to it. Yeah, for sure. It's understanding the technology, it's embracing the te te technology. And uh, in addition to that, I think it's also to see that you need to work with uh, all the partners and driving an ecosystem because with the current setup, the current technology, the changes that are going so fast, uh, you can't do anything, uh, everything yourself uh, in that perspective. So with that having said that, so you can't do everything yourself. And I heard you talking about ecosystems. Can you tell us a bit more on 
how do you like work with the outside world? First of all, um, like how do you know where to start, where where to look for uh, for outside companies, ventures, startups, scale-ups? Yeah, I think you need to be on top of your customers. I think that's most important. So you need to understand the business that they are in. Uh, and also the challenges that they are uh, confronted with. I think, and also in the setup of today and also with COVID, it's really important to see where are the challenges of our uh, clients. Uh, having said, I think it's also for us important to understand what are the technology drivers? What is happening in the technology world? What can you do with artificial intelligence, with uh, cloud and all those kind of developments? And then at the end of the day is to, to, to assess uh, within the company and also with the partners, how can we further add value towards our customers. What do we need to do? Do we need to develop something? Do we need to connect certain elements? I think most of the te technology is already there. It's more about how to best use it and how to also best connect certain things to each other. Uh, and then you can end up in a new business model, for sure. That could be a setup. So it's listening very good to your customers and discover with them what's, what's needed. Um, uh, but it's also taking a look at the outside world, what's going on. So how do you connect those two together, the technology and the developments in the outside world and what your customers need? Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, also in, in companies, you have people that have uh, that tend to have, let's say, let's say an inside out uh, view. So they know what is happening in technology. They are, let's say, the techies of the company. And we have quite a lot of techies, people that really understand what is happening in the market. And uh, of course, also reach out to all the partners and defenders to know what is happening there. And for sure, we also build uh, let's say our own platforms uh, like that. Uh, and in addition, you have also people that need to reach out to the customers that are on a day-to-day -day basis engaging with our customers. And at the end of the day, we need to sit down together. Uh, and, and sometimes also you will invite customers, sometimes you will inv uh, invite partners and say, okay, if these and these are the technology drivers of, of today and tomorrow, what can we do uh, to, to add further uh, value? And I think in that perspective, you also need to be able to say, I'm a customer as well. Uh, Heineke is, uh, is of course, uh, a, a very important client of us. But at the end of the day, I'm a customer of Heineke as well. So what would add value in my understanding being a customer if Heineke was able to do that? And then uh, also understanding, let's say, the technology and the opportunities that uh, these kind of technology developments are, are bringing to us. Um, yeah, well, then automatically there will be, let's say, a little bit of portfolio that you can add and say, hey, guys, did you consider this? Is this something that we can do for you? And that is the way we would like to set it up. Yeah. So how have you structured that? Is it more, if you can say it like this, a more opportunistic approach? You know, you see some developments and you have continu continuously conversations with your customers. So on that, you see, oh, that's something we could act upon. Or is it more strategic? You develop a, an agenda together, um, uh, like internally, but also with your customers to tackle certain uh, topics, for example. I would say it's both. So I would say that, uh, yes, of course, we have also, let's say, developments and units within our own company that need to drive uh, innovation. So they are tasked to do that. They have an agenda, they, they develop workshops, maybe with a customer or internally or with partners. And at the end of the day, something needs to come out of that. Then of course, we also have a structure where we say we invest, we invest in, in startups, we invest in, in scale-ups uh, to, to see where whether or not uh, this could be something that uh, would add value to the market. And at the end of the day, also for the Deutsche Telekom Group. Um, and, and I think next to that, it's also with the customers uh, ourselves. So on a quarterly basis, we would have uh, for sure every month or every week, you will go into the operations. Is everything going okay? But on a quarterly basis, you would like to sit 
uh, and maybe uh, step back a little bit and together with the customer say, okay, what is now on your agenda? What are your key challenges? What is happening in your market? And again, also with COVID is of course majorly disrupting a, a lot of our customers and thereby also their demand is shifting. And then yep. you need to look and say, okay, if this is now your priority, this is, these are your uh, agenda topics, then what can we do to, to further support you? And maybe then there is something in terms of, okay, this could be potentially something that we could jointly develop. And I think in, in addition to that is also, if we really believe that there is a need in the market to develop something, we need to invest in that also with our partners upfront. Uh, not wait until, let's say, a customer comes to us and say, hey, guys, can you develop this for us? But uh, to invest in, 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 in that particular area and then say, okay, we believe that there is, there is demand uh, maybe in the future, maybe not today, but maybe uh, next year or the years after. And with developing, you mean like building something yourself or creating it together yeah, it's, with it's, a it's, it's, like startup or scale-up? Yeah, that could be. So then, then, of course, you need to assess which technology partners are there, what are other potential partners, what are we good in, uh, what are we not good at, uh, and then see uh, what should we add to that portfolio. So at the end of the day, you have like an ecosystem that really could, let's say, support that development and, 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 and drive that uh, value creation towards, let's say, the market. And yeah. at the end of the day, of course, there needs to be customers in it, but that is, that's, I think, the setup. Thank you. And it's maybe a bit technical, in maybe or not, but it's it's like you're discussing a portfolio. And for me, that's a very structured approach on certain topics and maturity through maybe a funnel that, uh, that you, that you uh, put your innovations or co-innovations through. And the other side is an ecosystem. So that's also the interaction with the outside world. So can you tell us a bit more about that? So how's your, let's start off with um, the, with the structured approach, uh, the portfolio approach. Uh, how does that take place uh, in your uh, company uh, at this moment? Yeah, so that is more, let's say, the inside-out approach. So that is that people that uh, really understand the technology, they will come up with their, let's say, developments or their roadmaps and say, hey, this is what we see in the near future. And then talking with the people that are a little bit more closer connected to the business, to our customers and our market that we service. And then say, okay, if these are the technology drivers, the, the developments, what do we envision? What could happen? in the next couple of years and how can we tailor that or what what are we missing in our portfolio what should we add and that um, what needs to be added that could be a partnership but that could also be let's say a, a startup that we invest in or something that maybe we say okay that that is so strategically uh, for the company of importance that we need to develop uh, ourselves uh, yeah. i think that is always in terms of will you drive it yourself or will you get into an acquisition or will you at the end of the day step into uh, a cooperation um, we have, let's say, the, we are in the, in the opinion that if there is uh, a partner that already, let's say, has scalability, is already uh, has a proven track record, that we would say, okay, let's open that partnership and let, let's 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 bring that knowledge in. That's pretty st structured in that. It is sense. pretty structured. But yeah. the other, the other side, sort of say, uh, the ecosystem approach. Uh, so it means like uh, like the interaction with the outside world, the unknown. How does that take place uh, from out of your uh, company? Yeah, how, how, do you, yeah. how do you play with the, the ecosystem? So it's all about, so like I said in the introduction, it's all about people. So um, um, uh, people that are, let's say, uh, meeting with each other and they say, okay, this is an idea or this is something that we work on. Hey, that's interesting. We have, and maybe also some, some sometimes partners cross their paths in terms of, okay, we are in IT, you are maybe in construction, we want to do this, we see that there is a, a demand in the market. Uh, we discussed uh, during the introduction a little bit also the, the Spotten initiative that we have 
together with Judah Vermeer and also T-Mobile is involved in that. Um, we are not in, let's say, uh, the, 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 the SIM card business. That is T-Mobile. We are not in putting sensors in the ground. So maybe you that could tell a bit more about that case, because I thought it was a great case. We discussed it uh, before we started. And uh, I really would like you to, to share it, because that's, I think, an, a really nice example yeah. of how you interact with your ecosystem. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty simple example in that perspective that uh, we all know that, let's say, when we get, enter a city where we are not that familiar, that it takes a little bit of time, or maybe a little bit, a lot of time, <laughs> before you find, uh, let's say, uh, an available parking uh, space. I think we, we all see that. We all know that, you yeah. know, especially Amsterdam, who doesn't? Amsterdam, but, uh, yeah. the largest cities. Uh, and I think also 40 to 50 percent of all the traffic that you would have in a city is uh, traffic that where people are looking for an available spot. Uh, so that is also, I think, on the agenda of the mayor in terms of getting rid of all the unnecessary uh, traffic in the city. So that is also something. And next to that, uh, we all have, of course, the park mobile apps and, and, and the yellow bricks. Yeah? Yes. We all have it on the mobile phone. And if you put some sensors in the ground and you would say, let's say for, for 10 uh, parking spaces, you would need one sensor or you, maybe you would need uh, one camera for 20 parking uh, spaces. Then actually you could, uh, with an algorithm and also with some big data analysis, you can say, okay, there's a, a, a free space. And driving into a city, you know that there's a free space and you can even make a reservation for the free space. Um, so that would save some time if yeah, we could do that. For sure. And Drive to your parking spot at the Keizersgracht. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and again, eh, we are not in construction. We are not, let's say, into the SIM card business. So no. understanding that we, we understand cloud, we understand big data uh, analysis and, and, and those kind of stuff. Um, but therefore, we also need to engage with uh, a construction company. Uh, we need to engage with, uh, with uh, T-Mobile, which of course is, let's say, uh, 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 um, uh, an acquainted company for within the Deutsche Telekom organization. So um, th then you start to build up an ecosystem uh, by doing that. You say, hey, now we need also a firm that is quite good and quite keen in uh, the cameras or maybe also with the sensors. Now we also need, and before you know it, you will have five, six, seven uh, partners investing in, in such an initiative, which of course at the end of the day is brilliant uh, because it's, it's not only, let's say, uh, lowering down the amount of traffic in in, uh, in the city it's also uh, you can do it also for maybe a disabled parking where you can have a better control mechanism so uh, lowering down the misuse of, of uh, people parking at uh, at those spots where they should not park yeah. uh, that is also something then and then new uh, possibilities come in which of course uh, make it uh, even more attractive it, it sounds like a great example, but also it sounds quite easy right now. It's all complementary partners, you know, building up one like chain that adds value to the customer in the end. Yeah, eh? yeah. And, uh, and in a way, uh, delivers a business model which is profitable for all. Everybody has here his or her stake in it, in that system. I think a really hard question is how do you decide, you know, what kind of value something has and what every partner, possible partner, would add to the table? So uh, and what what they can get out? How do you how do you manage that? Because that is, I think, a, a hard part in yeah. in, in these kind of uh, that's that's a good question. Systems. I think it's also difficult to uh, to explain in, in in let's say a couple of minutes. But I think at the end of the day, again, it's also people. So there are one or two or maybe three believers. They represent different companies, and at the end of the day, they will they will uh, sit down and say, hey, this is really a good initiative. This is something that we need to uh, further extend. Uh, they, of course, need to, let's say, motivate and, uh, and stimulate the companies that they work for. And at the end of the day, you will start with maybe a small pilot. Uh, small pilot. Um, that becomes a success. And before you know it, you're able to scale. 
to scale up, but I think it's also important to understand and appreciate and respect each other's differences. Uh, so if these guys uh, from Dura Vermeer are in constructing business, then maybe they will have a business case where they can say, okay, if I have a return on investment for seven, eight years, I'm good. Uh, and they're into concrete and, uh, and, and highways. Uh, those things are there for 20, 30 years. Um, so seven years is fast. It's, <laughs> it's quite fast. Uh, I'm into system integration. And, and, uh, and, and so I, I tend to have a little bit of a shorter period where I need to be, uh, let's say, uh, uh, spend money and also get my earnings back. So, um, so not 20 years. It's uh, not 20 yeah. years. No, no. <laughs> I, don't, I won't be in the company, I guess, uh, within 20 years. No, but seriously, I think that is also something that, that you need to recognize. Yeah. And then you need to talk about those differences. Still, for sure, you will have similar goals. You will have, the, let's say, the same ambition that you share. And, and I think you're all motivated and, and uh, convinced that this is a good business model. But at the end of the day, you also need to see, okay, uh, what, does work what works for you, what works for me, and how to best set it up. I think so that's, that's majorly important. People are really important and the, sure. and the differences of the company yeah. and, and also airwise that's uh, you you state like let's we should start off or something starts off with and I think a lot of people that listen right now or watch they know that you know yeah. with somebody who's who has a vision who's enthusiastic yeah. and who really can set out the first steps to 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 pilot or to a setting in which you can test yeah. if, if something works yeah but then you, you said like before you know it you're able to scale there, there there's quite something in between of course so sure. how, how do you manage the right stakeholders i can imagine that before you scale there are some some phases that need to get to for for example you as managing director so you don't only need to be enthusiastic but you need to see the right business case at the table i believe so how do you manage that uh, in, in your opinion so start with enthusiastic but and then and again get to the right level of people that can put it forward yeah, but I think at the end of the day, it starts with belief. Uh, if, let's say, you drive uh, initiative in, in your own company uh, with no parties, you need to be uh, convinced that it's a good business model as well. Um, now it becomes a little bit more difficult because there are many more stakeholders. So it's, it's, it's I think, majorly important to invest in alignment. Uh, you need to have alignment calls every two weeks or every month. You need to sit down, go through the, the issues and the bottlenecks. And also you need to understand that it is um, additional difficult in that perspective because you have to manage more partners. But at the end of the day, I think it all starts uh, with um, really being convinced that there is something that you need to do. And companies that are in these kind of initiatives like us, but also like the other construction company and like T-Mobile, we are deadly convinced that we need to innovate. We need to do that. So we have our business, which is maybe successful now, but we also challenge ourselves how to be successful in two, three, four years from now, because that's the time frame. We don't talk about 20 years. We don't talk about 10 years. We talk about two, three years. That's the time frame. And we know that we have uh, a business model which is now generating uh, profit, but at the end of the day, in, in two, three years, it will become less. And therefore, we need to have something in addition to that. So from a board perspective, I think it's it's being convinced that you need to do something in addition to that. But that's easier to do in a setting where all the partners are complementary. It could also be a setting where some possible future startup or scale-up that you would like to work with or uh, could be competing to the business you have right now. So yeah. how do you manage yeah, that that's, part that's, of that's, innovation? That's, that's a good one. And I think at the end of the day, I've written the book around it. It's uh, like saying in the boardroom. And I think this is also being able to put aside your ego. Because when we are working together and we share the same ambition, I think we are all, let's say, in party mode and everything is good. Uh, but we also need to be able to recognize that there could be a moment in time where our partnership is maybe 
not that solid solution for another request or maybe our partnership is um, temporary and I think that is also something that we need to accept and, and understand so today I can cooperate with you and maybe tomorrow you will be my competitor today you are my competitor and maybe tomorrow I will need you or maybe in the same space and we work with other telcos as well I work with other system integrators as well because in a certain uh, time frame or in a certain setup they add value but huh? setting aside an ego that's 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 for some people it's something to do of yeah, course but that's, uh, so uh, uh, that what would be the advice uh, to to listeners and watchers right now how what does that mean really for like managing director of a of, of a large company so how do you set aside your ego then in that in that way in that sense yeah at the end of the day i need to do what's best for the company and uh my ego is only my own personal uh, personality or the reflection that i think i am uh, at the end of the day, I need to cooperate with partners that add value for a particular customer. And if our customer appreciates us working together with other partners, we will become more successful. And that is, of course, in the best interest of both. It's in the interest of the customer and at the end of the day also for T-Systems and Deutsche Telekom. Um, and I think it's also uh, understanding and, and, and being aware that this is changing. Maybe 10 years from now, you were the customer and we could have a one-to-one -one relationship. And I could be successful and you could be successful and we didn't need all the partners. Currently, we are in a, a global environment which is changing so fast that if I tend to know everything, then at the end of the day, you will be dissatisfied. So about developments going quite fast and a competitive landscape and a lot of opportunities, I think, uh, I, I need to touch the subject of 5G uh, with you. So is that, you know, if you take a look at that, the, the, the matter of 5G, for, for, for me, it's just, you know, another logo in my phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, of course, we, we as a company know more about 5G and we work to sit with telcos also on topics. But can you explain to me as just a simple mobile user, what does 5G going to deliver to me and maybe to companies uh, that you work for with? Yeah. I think that's a good question and, and I think at the end of the day there's a big difference between 5G for let's say the business to consuming market and the business to business market. What's so the difference in, in that then? Yeah, the difference is that let's say being a customer, yeah. uh, um, the, the, the benefits that, that we will perceive is that we have let's say higher speed of, of connectivity so we can uh, download. Uh, certain stuff faster uh, we can even do uh, let's I say can upload my TikTok dancing videos faster then. faster yeah okay. and you can even do uh, multitasking so you can download them and in the same time you can send whatsapps or whatever so that is something you can do jointly um, but I think at the end of the day if you look at the business to business uh, added value of 5G it's like disrupting it's majorly disrupting and I think there are a lot of uh, companies and, and, and also in I think the Netherlands is a little bit lagging behind if I compare it to Germany because Germany uh, I think they're also the government that uh, they really understood a couple of years ago that let's say also with the setup of digitization and yeah of course they are maybe more a factory uh, production uh, country than, than we are in the Netherlands we tend to focus more on services but they invested so 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 much in let's say smart factories and also implementing 5G, yeah, you can have uh, all kinds of machines connecting with each other. They can communicate with each other. So uh, you need less and less people, but um, in the same time, you are so much more flexible. Uh, currently, if you would have an organization that is producing a certain product, um, and then, of course, you have your setup in the factory, 
uh, if you have 5G, you can, let's say, use all kinds of modules uh, within the factory and you can easily switch them or you can easily, let's say, set them in a different scene so that you can start to produce other uh, products or you can even produce certain products faster with higher quality. And that is, I think, the biggest disruptor of, of, of 5G that will come along. And of course, also integrating the supply chain. Uh, you can imagine that if, if devices are able to communicate with each other, that will have a major impact on your stock, for example, that you need. That will be, there is so much more you can do with, with more data and also with, let's say, the, the, the speed of exchanging this data. So it's not about only the higher speed, but it changes the whole world of connectivity. Absolutely. And then the way of producing, yeah. of supply chains, yeah. for example, yeah. and the way companies operate or need working capital, or uh, it could lead to that. Yes, yeah, for sure. So can you give an example in what way T-Systems is like discovering, uh, like the example you gave of uh, the, the, the parking uh, system, eh? the, the parking sensors. How are you discovering future value uh, added services or uh, technology companies that could add to your company to deliver bigger value, let's say? Yeah, well, that is also a combination in terms of investing, being convinced that this is the best way forward. So we would reach out to a customer and say, hey, we have uh, looked at your uh, supply chain or the way that your production has been set up um, which will allow us to come up with a business case that where we also invest uh, a little bit in terms of how to make this more efficient how to make it more scalable uh, put a 5g campus solution in that factory and then see what comes out of that uh, that could be a totally redesign of your your factory or your plant or your supply chain and then at the end of the day, of course, we need to do our calculations and say, what does it mean in terms of switching time? So I'm into production A and I want to do production B and how can I uh, make the best effort out of that? That is something that we need to be convinced. And, and, and we will uh, create that business case, uh, but I think it's our strength is more in the execution. So uh, we, we talk, let's say, from the infrastructure level, telco to, let's say, the high end of data assessment and everything in between. And, and thereby we can, let's say, offer a customer an integrated solution. But therefore so we you are really need close to work close with your customer. Yeah, for sure. Almost co-create the business case or the solution or... Yeah. So, and how, how do you manage that? It's a proactive uh, outreach to your customer. You say like, shall we think about this? It starts with what you earlier said, people, connection, vision, but then... I need to show the business case to the customer at the end of the day. I think for sure, uh, we are, uh, most of the customers that we service, we, we tend to have quite a lot of relationships already. We don't service, uh, especially also in the Netherlands, not hundreds of clients. Uh, we have 40 clients where we are currently en engaging with. They are larger enterprises and they know us well. Uh, they know us for, let's say, uh, five or 10 or maybe even longer uh, period. And, and we are at the, the most critical let's say, infrastructure of what they are doing. So that's also something I think there's a great level of trust. And at the end of the day, being uh, Deutsche Telekom and, and, and also the, the, the co-initiator of a lot of innovation, uh, we are recognized as, as one of the disruptors in the market. And then if we sit down and we say, okay, these are some challenges, this is something what we can do or what you can do better, then we need to come up with the business case. And if the business case is good, and, and sometimes it's also a matter of timing, and sometimes we really feel that we have a, a real great idea and they say, <laughs> okay, guys, this is all good, but currently we have a little bit of uh, additional challenges, so. So what you're actually saying is like, luck is when preparation meets the opportunity and the opportunity needs to be there, but the preparation is very important in this case 
to work with the customer to a business case and then see if the opportunity is there to really execute upon it. Yeah, and I think also there, um, and uh, let's say also sometimes there is a change in the environment that, 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 that puts a different, um, a, a different perspective in terms of how to look at the, the innovation. Uh, for sure, if you look at again, like what's happening in COVID, then you, you saw that some customers had a production chain where they said, okay, this is the way we do it. And we have grown our business into the last five or 10 years. We're successful, it's, it's good. Yeah, for sure, we can add a little bit of innovation. But now where they see that due to uh, Corona, there's an entire market disappearing or ramping down where there's another uh, market that is uh, significantly increasing in, in a very short time frame, they need to be flexible, they need to be agile. And then you will have a different request. You will have different agenda topics. And then maybe there is a need for driving this innovation where maybe a year um, prior to COVID, it was not there. No, so in that sense, uh, but then we touched the topic of COVID-19. Hey? Yeah. A, a lot of things changed. A lot of companies yeah. uh, saw what, what, what's happening right now. And, and it, it could have a lot of um, impact on uh, a lot of companies financially, but also maybe on the ways company, companies operate. Less offices, more working from home, for example. Yeah, but also I think, um, sorry to interrupt you, but I think no also, worries, yeah. also a different mindset. Uh, if you look at, let's say, large companies like, uh, uh, and of course, Airbnb was also heavily impacted by, by, by COVID, but like yeah. Uber and yeah. those kind of, let's say, ecosystem, technology-driven companies that were not there 10 years ago, they have, let's say, boomed uh, in, in, in only a very short time frame. And of course, there are also, let's say, more classical companies that say, yeah, but this is the way we did it for the last 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, if you continue uh, with, let's say, that mindset and other uh, organizations are starting to develop, then you, you can end up in a pretty difficult situation. Uh, if, and, and, and there are also, uh, I think, examples, great examples of companies that have understood the importance of innovation, like Amazon, that are currently majorly uh, successful. And what I see is, it, of course, it depends on the type of company uh, then. Uh, so I, you, re you read things about banks, for example. It's my example. I yeah, worked at a bank yeah. uh, for years. Uh, that after the global financial crisis was like, yeah, it can be the end of banks and with all challenger banks coming up. And more recently in the last months, you're reading like banks are will never going to die. No. Uh, yeah. So whatever yeah. disruptive yeah. innovation there will be, banks will be there because it's almost, you know, uh, uh, semi-governmental, whatever you think of it. So it's, it's a change of noise uh, around what's going to happen uh, in the unknown yeah. uh, to get back to that. Yeah. So um, if we take a look at, or if we could take a look at the unknown around you, uh, around your company, what are you most like curious of for, for, for T-Systems in the next years? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious in terms of we discussed and we touched upon the topic of 5G. So I'm curious um, if, if companies are really appreciative about what it is that they potentially could get out of that. And of course, I think there's uh, asking that question is also giving the answer myself. It is that we as a service company need to provide them with the right uh, value. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty also curious in terms of are we as, as, as people able to uh, absorb all the things that are happening around us and, and still, let's say, um, maintain a little bit of an overview or at least have the understanding that we are in control. Um, and I think also maybe thirdly is also to add, adding to that is, um, yeah, well, 
how to, 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 to make sure that you are able to grasp uh, the value add from ecosystems. Uh, also understanding that some companies are really there in for the sake of themselves or the short term. It's also balancing sometimes short term managing, uh, optimizing the day to day business currently versus having an understanding in terms of what is needed in two, three years from now and also investing in those kind of areas. I think those then are- you almost touched the subject of purpose versus performance then uh, in this Yeah, but case. I think we are uh, into disruption. If you read, let's say what is, there's, there's so much uh, around that topic that is currently said and also written down. And I think, yeah, we are, uh, I think also in a reset mode. And of course there's a major crisis, there's a major disruption. And I think these kind of um, developments, they, 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 they put, uh, yeah, well, I think our, our face really close to a mirror and say, hey, is, is this really the way forward or do you need to change something? And, and if so, how will you do that? And change starts with people. That's yeah, but it starts with yourself at the end of the day. Yeah? That's also what I need to recognize. I can't change people. I can't change your behavior. I can't change the behavior of my people, my employees, of my customers. The only thing I can do is do things differently myself. And then at the end of the day, things will start to change. Wow. That's a great ending, I think, uh, for this episode, uh, Sake. Okay. Uh, thank you for giving us a great uh, insight in uh, the way you work with ecosystems, how you think of innovation with the outside world, taking a step into the unknown. And uh, hope to see you uh, in, the, in the near future again. For thank sure. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you.